Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Envelope, Please, with Rance Collins. And Sam Erdahl. What? We said our names right at the top. We that did. never happens. Well, this oh. is a very special episode. It's very special. Welcome to a very this. special episode of Blossom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this will be like our, this will be officially our 10th episode, right? Is that correct? Or 11th? It's our 11th episode. 11th. And we are reviewing the last 10. Yes. yes. We are going to rank... Um, the last 10, well, technically 11 Best Picture winners, because they were, you know, the tie in the first yes. year. And we're going to rank them on what we think is from, from mm-hmm. worst to best, and we'll see what we agree upon. And our goal is to do this every 10 episodes. We will re-rank the uh, Oscar winners. Yes, we will. Um, based on our opinion. Uh, we each did our own list, and we didn't tell each other what the list was. Yeah, I'm So really we'll excited. see how close that was. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, let's let's just get right into let's it. Let's just start it. There um, are technically 11 movies that we are ranking, even though there are only 10 ceremonies, because we did uh, review two movies for the first year. Right. Uh, Wings and Sunrise. Um, so we'll start with number 11. Uh-huh. Right? What was your number 11 pick? Broadway Melody. <laughs> yeah, <me> yes! <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh, oh man. It's it, the roughest. It's the roughest, and as you yeah. all heard when we did our episode on this movie, it's just, it doesn't hold up it's no. not it's a curiosity really, it is it's not entertaining it's just it's not a good movie no uh so it, it deserves that bottom place no sorry uh everyone involved <laughs> sorry mgm <laughs> sorry mgm I'm, you get better <laughs> you do you do get a lot better within this list actually, within this list that's you, very true do you get better that's very um, true so we'll just go to number 10 let's do it number 10 what do you got Cimarron. Me too! Yes. <laughs> oh my god. What if our list is identical? That would That'd be, be so wild. Great. But you know I also wouldn't be that surprised. Like, no. That actually makes sense. No, Cimarron is, um, it's also, it's rough. It has some really bad racial stereotypes. Yeah. It's story, it just, it it's, doesn't really come choppy. together. Yeah, the plot is just, it's all over the place. It's like we talked about, it. it's trying mm-hmm. to do way too much mm-hmm. um, in a short period of time, and it just doesn't all click together very well. No, and it does have, it does have a couple of good sequences, which for me right. puts it over Broadway melody. True. Um, and, and it has one pretty good performance with Irene Dunn yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it so that she holds it together yeah um, agree yeah there's, there's not a whole, whole lot else going no. for it though no definitely not I, I, these these two uh, are amongst the they're always ranked towards the bottom on these totally lists. whenever you see like yeah like lists online that are like let's rank all 90 best picture winners I feel like these 91. are 91 I'm sorry, thank you. Sam. <laughs> thank, <Whoa>. you. <laughs> thank you thank <laughs> you Excuse me. I am the ninety-one best picture winners. Um, these two are always on the bottom, and also yep. like if you look at like like the the Rotten Tomato scores, these are also very low. low in the sixes. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah they're they're not um, treated very kindly. Number ten. Uh, number nine. Number nine. I'll go. Okay. Life of Meal Sola. Ooh, no. I put the Great Ziegfeld on number <laughs> nine. <laughs> so like a little below Broadway Melody, but not that much farther below it. Uh, this movie's just flat out way too long for me. It was so brutally long. I will. I cannot stand musicals that are so long that are just so not entertaining. It just. Ugh, I um, I, I rank it a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about it when I when I get there. <laughs> I put Zola here mainly because it um, it has. An interesting last little section, but it's mm-hmm. just kind of it, it lags yes. a lot for me, and it's it's um, 
it's just kind of what you think of a stuffy costume drama being accurate. So um, I uh, I didn't hate it, but it's and it it's maybe a little bit better than I expected, but it's still not high for it's me. It's still yeah. No, I agree with that. I may change my mind and rank it <laughs> and switch the rankings at some point. You never know. Uh, number eight. Number eight. Okay, so number eight for me was Zola, Life from Mila Zola. So you see, very, very close. It was kind of a toss-up. Yeah. I think I ranked Zola just a little bit higher on my list because the performances were better. Yeah. I really did like... They did um, have great performances. Yes. I mean, Joseph... What did we... What was his last name? Skillkraut? Yeah, yeah. Skillkraut? That, something yes. like that? Um, he was great. Yeah, Joseph Paul Muni. Sauerkraut, whatever his name is. Paul Muni does a great job. Paul Muni's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, and like you said, I did like the ending. I could really see in the ending that like the direction, the acting were really coming together there. So yeah. those moments kind of put it over <laughs> Ziegfeld for me. Um, I did Cavalcade. Ooh, okay, yeah. Um, Ziegfeld's coming, don't worry. I, I um, can't wait. I did <laughs> Cavalcade. Um, it, again, better than I expected. Yeah. Um, but, uh, ultimately it is, uh, it is a bit stagey and, um, doesn't have any of the, it has a, it has a good leading performance from, uh, what's her name? Diane Winyard? Winyard, yeah. Yeah, Winyard. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, other than that, it's just kind of, um, I could give her, I could take or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. I agree with that. Number seven for me was Great Sickfield. Um, you, you. My number seven is wings. Oh, <laughs> oh I know. Now right? things are getting crazy. It's getting crazy. Okay, well, um, I'll finish Ziegfeld. Yes, go ahead. So we put a pin in that one. Yeah. Um, I thought Ziegfeld uh, was at least unlike the other ones. Uh-huh. I could see myself turning that on on a rainy Saturday afternoon. And coming in and out of it and being sporadically entertained. Sure, you can kind of fall into that movie and it's okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think I could do that with any of the other ones I've said so far. <laughs> no, so, that's probably true. Because I could at least like turn it on and be like, oh, it's William Powell. Oh, it's... Definitely. You know. like, oh, look, it's the last 30 minutes. Myrna Loy is finally in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes so f- fucking long to get there. Um, um, no, I put I put Wings as number seven, and I gotta be honest, it's it's in large part because it's a silent war film, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't hold me mm-hmm. um, as much as the ones that I ranked lower, um, especially the other war film in this um, uh, ten year span, yeah. um, and just the whole middle section of Wings when they're at like the in like the Parisian oh. town. I'm just like. Yeah. I just it was it just rambled on too long for me. Um, wings. Uh, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say my number six is wings. Is wings? There you okay. go. Cool. So like, go ahead and I'll yeah, talk about it now. Very close. Um, wings is. Uh, it, I I think it's actually a very good silent film. Yeah. So I don't feel like I could rank it lower than six and mm-hmm. feel morally good about myself. Definitely. Um, <laughs> but I. Uh, I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but it also has, like, so many innovative moments and so many... Very true. Um, it's a it's such an interesting little bridge between uh, uh, silence and sound, so... Absolutely, yeah, yeah, I agree. It is very impressive for what it was doing. Yeah. Uh, so then, okay, so my number six was Cavalcade. I put Cavalcade here. So we uh, have the same bottom... Very true, yeah, just a little out of order for some yeah. of us. Um, Cavalcade, I ranked a little bit lower... For me, I think mainly because it did surprise me how much I did actually enjoy the film. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I did like the lead performance, and I, I liked how it was all kind of brought together. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's not in my top five just because it is very stagey. It is very, I don't know, kind of boxy. Like, it doesn't really... You know what I mean? It doesn't really go a whole lot. It doesn't go a boxy lot. Is, boxy is an interesting way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it just kind of feels a little stuffy. And I think... I think we're about to be the same again. On number five? Yeah. We probably are. Okay, what's your number five? Grand Hotel. Yeah, Yay! mine's Grand Hotel too. <laughs> <laughs> this makes sense. It's probably like a top five of these yes. Best Picture winners. This is like when you bring all the stars together, all yes. the production value together. It's all clicking. It's like, yes. oh, here's your pinnacle Hollywood film, you know? And I do think Grand Hotel is uneven. Yes. But I do think that there is enough in it that is entertaining. Oh, totally. To be in the top half of these movies. Totally. Yeah. And it's just so enjoyable to watch all of these amazing Hollywood stars Mm -hmm. in one movie together, you know? I mean, there's a little bit of something for everyone in this movie. And I love interconnected multi-storylines. Oh, me too. It's very like Robert Altman. Yes. Yes. Very great set design. Great, uh, great example of what MGM was at that point in time. Definitely. It's a great representation of classic Hollywood. Number four. Number four. It's number four. Okay, this is where I put All Quiet in the Western Front. Oh. Oh. I put Mutiny on the Bounty. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Those ones are kind of a toss-up for me. I think Mutiny's my number... No, Don't tell we'll, me. Yeah, we'll get there. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, take away all element of surprise here. <laughs> this is such an important day very going true. over this, this list. This is very true. Uh, uh, okay, so you put Mutiny as number four. Tell me why. Uh, I really liked Mutiny on the Bounty a yeah. lot. I like all of the top four films yeah. uh, that I'm doing. Um, I liked Mutiny uh, a lot. Um, it isn't necessarily my type of movie, even though I really liked it, because mm-hmm. I'm st- it's still very testosterone-y. Very. But um, I, uh, but I, it's a great uh, action adventure film, and it's definitely, uh, I think, pretty worthy of the award. So I'm happy at putting it at number four. Very true. Yeah, I put All Quiet on there. Um, again, yeah, I, agreeing with you. My like f- top three, four were all pretty interchangeable. I like them yeah. all a lot. Uh, the reason I put All Quiet number four is just because, for me, war movies are just a little rough, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I really enjoy them, but they are sometimes hard for me to watch, and this one is very brutal, yeah. um, which is great, but as far as, like, if I were to return to this movie, I would return to other ones before I would come back to this movie. Yeah, totally. And I, if we're going to be honest, Mutiny is maybe something I would watch before sure. I would watch that, but let's talk about number three. Let's do it. Um, number three. Number three for me is Sunrise. Me too. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Um, Sunrise is, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people say it's like the best silent movie. Mm-hmm. Period. It's a great film. It's very enjoyable. So it's not too long, like Wings. What a dream, right? But it's an absolute, <laughs> I like shorter films. That's too um, And it, uh, it has Janet Gaynor, which I like. Ah, uh, so fun. Um, and it, it's just a really great little movie. It's a great little movie, and it's such a fun way of storytelling. You know, like, with, with silent movies, you really do have to be creative on the images you're putting on the screen and how that is going to move your plot along, and I think this is, like, the best representation of how a silent film can be successful with that. Mm-hmm. You know, we hardly ever... I mean, there's hardly ever even... Um, 
like the the narration cards on there. It's you know it's very few and far between. It's very sparse. Yeah, there's never any dialogue um, that needs to be conveyed. We can just see it all in how their emotions are spreading across their faces, and it's, it's all such an interesting. The story is an interesting allegory. It's yes, just a wonderful, wonderfully it's wonderful. made movie. Yeah, I I really like Sunrise, and it is probably my favorite silent movie that I've seen to date. I have a feeling I know what your number two is, and you probably know what mine is at this point. Maybe. Um, mine's All Quiet. Yours is All Quiet. Oh, yes. And then my number two is Mutiny and the Bounty. Yes. <laughs> We've talked a little bit about these. We have. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front, I just think, is like uh, such a great war movie. Um, it is. And it's, it is brutal. And it's, it's not... I mean, like, if you turn it on thinking that you're going to watch a movie from 1930 and it's not going to be disturbing mm-hmm. because it's from 1930, that is not the case with All Quiet on the Western Front. It is brutal. It's brutal. It's kind of like like today, like um, a film like Saving Private Ryan. Yes. I really love that movie. It's so good. Don't you think it's interesting that we say a movie like today and we're talking about a film that was made 22 years <laughs> That's ago? So true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. But that's probably, like, been like the most recent, like, truly hardcore war film recently 21 years ago 21 years ago yeah yeah but it's like i don't uh, like i i i don't need to ever see saving private ryan again but i truly appreciate yeah you know the level of filmmaking that it is that's that's how i feel about all quiet on the western front too it's like ooh, returning to that it's just it's just hard for me uh but i put mutiny on there Solely because friend, uh, not friend, <laughs> uh, Charles Lawton Charles is Lawton, yes. so amazing in this movie. He is so good, and as we've talked about before, I come to movies from a performance perspective. If if there's a performance and there's a role in there that I am so impressed by, that ranks the movie higher. Yeah, in my opinion, and Charles Lawton is such a sight to behold in this movie. He's so good. Um, and you know and that's why it's number two. The number uh, all three of those guys are are great, but Charles Lawton is if of the three of them that were nominated, Charles Lawton is oh, the the most deserving for yes. sure. Oh, he's so fantastic in this movie. All right, so not suspenseful, <laughs> not at all. I think, and I knew this was going to be your number one. Let's just say it together. Let's do it. Uh, it, it happened, happened one, one night. night. Is definitely is the a best. perfect film. It's it is the best representation of what a screwball comedy, a yes. romantic comedy was back then and you know you can just see today mm-hmm. romantic comedy just what they've pulled from this movie and yeah it's it's, it's just so delightful so wonderful it's easy to watch it's it's definitely i think of all the movies we've reviewed so far it happened one night is the one that i'm most likely to revisit again and again absolutely i mean it, it's yeah. also hold on let me look at this movies again i mean i've also i have revisited it again totally it's also the only movie on these of these 11 films that I own. <laughs> yes. So that, what does that tell you? <laughs> and I've owned it since I was like 17. Uh, that is how much I love this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's so it's wonderful. It's great. It's, I mean, uh, what more could you want? It's, it's Frank Capra. Not his best movie, but I think his best comedy. I don't really count It's a Wonderful Life as a comedy. Some people do. No, I would say that's his best movie. Yeah. But I would probably rank It Happened One Night as his second best film. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. After, after yes. It's a Wonderful Life. Absolutely. It's it's so um, good. It's a delightful. It's such a feel-good movie. I love um, it. I, yes. And uh, I would wager that whenever we do our final ranking list, I bet you It Happened One Night is probably still like in the top 10 oh absolutely as yeah. far as yeah the best picture winners and stuff go yeah that i mean i'm this like is... going through the movies in my head right now and that's definitely on there yeah and the fact that it's also a comedy winning best picture you don't ever don't see ever that see these that. days and 
this is a great example doesn't of... doesn't happen very often. Does not. Although, on our next episode... Yeah, it's so true. We are going to get a new <laughs> We're going to do another Frank Capra comedy. We sure are. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, so yeah, that was that was fun. I love doing that was this. Fun. We'll be doing these little shorter episodes uh, every ten. So mm-hmm. we will see y'all again. Definitely after we cover uh, 1947's Gentleman's Agreement. Oh, what a treat! Yes, <laughs> revisit that film. Right. <laughs> um, until then, uh, stay tuned for our next episode. Uh, where we're covering the 1938 Best Picture winner, You Can't Take It With You.